Check out a couple of things here like usual. If anything doesn't seem right, just uh, tap it out in chat so I know I hooked up everything right. And we'll see who can see me, who can hear me. And wait for the delay, like usual, guys, like usual. Everything's powered up, but I'm using my laptop. We lost the uh, desktop uh, computer. It was on wheels, but just wasn't high enough. I don't see anybody in. I see numbers, but nobody's responding yet. Give it a couple of minutes. If you can hear me, if you can see me. Okay, there goes Cindy, and here's Daniel, and here we're coming on. And of course, from Canada, Judy's on the line. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. So glad you can be with us tonight. And John, thank you so much for all your work. You're welcome. Can you hear Judy, Barbara? Hi, Barbara. Loud and clear, Ruth says. Loud and clear. Your picture looks good, John. Brighter than usual, of course, but good. It looks good because all my lighting's been changed, so it's not dark. Right. Okay, and sand dollars in the house. Well, let's get the intros out of the way here. Of course, I got to thank my Quest of Oak Island YouTube supporters, the Knights, the Marshals, the Sedale. I want to thank Annette and Josh. Mark and Barbara, Michelle Sandaller, Todd, Renee, Roxy Mike, Jazz Dia, Wayne and Starlene. Also, I thank you, Judy, and I thank um, Daniel Spino for all their extra support, Judy, and I thank you so much. Thank you so much, John. And um, all the knights, I want to thank you also. Everybody, Every little bit helps, but we don't make enough on the YouTube channel to really concur what's happening yet. So uh, any little bit helps. I thank you so much for your support. You can join. It's the lowest level is $2.99 a month. And of course, uh, YouTube takes 30% of that. Then like if a computer is $1,200, you know, at least it's something off the, uh, the price, maybe $110 or whatever. But not far enough, but I thought the YouTube channel would help out, but it does help out a little bit, Judy. Yep, every little bit helps, John. So I want to thank everybody that's uh, supporting me, supporting our channel, and supporting things like things that just happen, and they just happen to me. Um, don't forget, contact Renee Tuttle if you got anything that inspired you from Oak Island during the seasons after our nine years and we'll put it up we'll post it up in our facebook group i want to thank my moderators tammy judy renee michelle daniel and starling and to our quest lifetime contributor chris dona when you see the number scrolling on the bottom it's one three two three eight one three four one three five 
that's the time to call in, put it in the text chat box. So Judy or whoever, they'll see it. Let me know. Judy will get off the line because I only can take one phone call at a time. I want to thank all my Quest of Oak Island Facebook group for hanging with me. I want to thank all my YouTube channel members for hanging with me. And all our listeners, Judy, on the podcast, on the anchor host, all the way around the world. It's just getting fantastic, Judy. It's just getting fantastic. It is. It is. And it's great to have people from all over the world. It really is. I'm going to mention a couple of things tonight. After Judy does her uh, her uh, synopsis. Thank you, Richard. Marine. Hi, Marine. Kathy. Linda. Hello. You guys are the regulars. I appreciate all you guys that come in every time I go live, no matter when it is. Yep. And I might as well put it right out there. After watching the show for nine years, Judy, the first year I said, well, they're having problems finding this treasure. You know what I mean, Judy? Right on. <laughs> exactly. So nine years ago, I started digging a tunnel from uh, eastern United States, where I'm from. I got past 10X. I got close to D2. And yesterday, I hit a flood tunnel. <laughs> I thought I had them beat guys tunneling from the United States up and around the flood tunnels. But you know what, guys? Even Johnny Stummer hit a flood tunnel. It was a long swim back. It was a tough day for you, for sure. Yep. Hello, Danny. Got that all done. <laughs> Hello, Danny. Hello, Bill. Yep. Hello, Starlene. You're okay. You're okay. Everybody's popping in now. And, um, yeah, like I said, after, uh, the curse, yeah. I got it, that's for sure. Well, after. Darn sure. <laughs> yup, Daniel. It's unbelievable. And, uh, after Judy does her synopsis, we're going to get into a lot of, uh, things about the Micmacs, about Laird, about what the government is doing. And how they sort of have to be prepared for things like this. Not only digging, 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 but also if they do find something, imagine what will happen then. But you have to, if you've got millions and millions of dollars invested in this opportunity to find a treasure, if it's there or not, you have to look on the other side of, okay, what happens if the claw or the drill does bring up gold or manuscripts? They have to have a contingency plan on this. It can't be just, okay, not, a, not what we do. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. I often think, John, if they were to find the Templar treasure, um, what they would go through. Uh, well, the I, Ark alone would cause them a lot of anguish. And, and any treasure. You know how they claim things and they got the Trevor, tre treasure trove uh, license. But that depends if they say it's a treasure or it's an artifact, or how the government does that on that certain item they find. You know what I mean? 
Right. So after Judy does her synopsis, we're going to really get into that. I got some great statements from the people in uh, Nova Scotia, and I agree with them. You know what I mean? I do too, John. Because you, you got to think in the beginning, they had no archaeologists there. They just kept on digging the swamp and digging the money pit, digging all over until they got littered. You know, they were following the rules as best they could. And now that it's getting closer to whatever we're going to be finding, especially if it's a burial, that's what I'm, that's what I'm issuing, you know, not a uh, piece of pottery, but sort of, it's more than a piece of pottery. That's what I want to put out there. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly, yeah. You're thinking if it was a burial place, they need to make sure it's not before they go further. Right, and that all takes time. It all takes red tape. I mean, just, you know, go to the, get your license at the DMV, how much time you're just there just trying to get your license renewed. Imagine doing something like that, you know. Yeah, and with government, no matter where the government is, it always takes a long time. Yupper. All right, Judy, let me find your picture, because I think we're going to get into a nice big roundtable discussion tonight on that. All right, Judy, your picture's up. When you're ready to go, I thank you very much. Okay. All righty, guys, Season 9, Episode 3. It's a new day on Oak Island and in the Money Pit area. The team is drilling a new six-inch hole called D4. It is 14 feet from hole D2, and a team thinks there could be a tunnel here. Rick arrives and informs the team that after testing the piece of metal found last week in D2, there is gold on it, 700 parts per million. They will now take it to Dr. Brousseau's lab for further testing. Later, as Marty, Greg, and Dan Hensky arrive at the lab, Marty asks Dan if he still believes there is treasure on Oak Island. Dan's reply, I'm more sure there is treasure on Oak Island than I'm sure the sun will come up tomorrow. Wow, quite a statement. After they get settled in the lab, Christopher so tests the piece of metal, and she finds it is made up of pyrite and copper. Together, they are known as fool's gold and rose gold. She also finds iron, silver, and gold. It's pre-1840 and is 65% gold. Craig wonders why this metal was down there in that hole that far. Later that afternoon, in the southeast corner of the swamp, the team is still digging at the stone road. Rick says, let's pull it back and open it up. Gary finds large pieces of pottery and black glass. Miriam says, there's bubbles in the glass, so that means it is ancient. Gary thinks from around 1700. Was it depositors or researchers who put it there? A short distance away, they find a new structure made of stones stacked up to around two feet in height. Is it part of the road 
And if so, why is it so deep? Steve will now survey this area to determine if the structure is part of the road and to see where it goes. Marty meets some of the team on the deck of the interpreter center to update them on the lab results of the metal found in D2. This collection of metals together could not only be rose gold, but also tumbega, a combination of metals the Incas and the Aztecs used for jewelry. If so, it could go back as far as 800 AD. They have the cross given to them by Joan McGinnis that is Spanish, so they will compare them. Rick says they will definitely put a six-foot case on hole down at D2. The following morning, in the southeast corner of the swamp, the archaeologists are investigating the new structure. Laird finds more pottery that he thinks could be from the native Micmac people. They traded with the Europeans starting in the 15th century. They must test this pottery. After taking the pottery to the archaeology trailer for testing, Laird meets with Marty, Craig, and Rick in the war room to inform that, them that if the pottery proves to be Micmac, they will have to report this to the Native community and to Nova Scotia community, culture, and heritage. The team is not happy about it, but know they must go along with it. That afternoon, in the southeast corner of the swamp, Steve gives the results of his survey. The stone structure found yesterday is part of the stone road, and together they run to C1, just north of the money pit. Ian says, this is what we have been waiting for. It's a new day, and in the money pit area, Craig and Terry are overseeing the drilling of hole B4, which is close to hole D2. At 89 feet, they find wood and other disturbed material. At 93 feet, they find what looks like the floor planks of a tunnel. Could this structure be related to the one in D2? Later, Rhett calls a meeting in the war room for all the team members who could come in out of the field. Laird informs them that the pottery found earlier is Micmac, and the natives, along with, the, with community culture and heritage, want to examine it. So they must stop their work in the southeast corner of the swamp. The team is not happy. However, Steve updates them on the places they can work. Marty, angry, says, the more we cooperate, the more our island we lose. Let's just finish at the money pit and throw in the towel everywhere else. He leaves the decision, thankfully, to Rick, and he says, let's keep moving forward. Gary believes there are still lots to find in the money pit area where they can work. Is the curse of Oak Island inserting its power, or has the island met its match? Let's keep going forward, Quest members, and remember, 
to stay safe, please. Thank you so much, Judy. Very, very professionally done as usual. I thank you so much. Thank you. I enjoyed doing that one. <laughs> it's a good one. I thought uh, Tuesday night's uh, program was good. It was very good. I think, I think so, too. And I just want to add to that uh, tambanga that the professor, uh, Daniel Spino, put the... Uh, this little notation in on our Quest of Oak Island Facebook uh, group. If you're not there, uh, give a join. It's free. The professor says on Sir Francis Drake, his biggest prize came in March 1579 when he seized the Spanish treasure ship Nostra Senora La Da Concepcion. Mama me, did I wreck that? And liberated it of a dozen chests of coins, 80 pounds of gold, 26 tons of silver. Drake would eventually return home as the world's richest pirate. According to one account, his financial backers received a return of 47 pounds sterling for each pound they invested. Wow, that's a good payback, Judy. Mm-hmm, really? On Tumbaga, in 1992, approximately 200 silver Tumbaga bars was recovered in a wreckage off of Grand Bahama Island. They were composed mainly of silver, copper, gold plundered by the Spaniards during the conquest of Cortes and hastily melted into bars of Tumbanga for transport across the Atlantic. Such bars were typically melted back into their constitute metals in Spain. I thank you so much for that, Professor, just giving the members a little background on what it could be on that stuff to how they melted down and put more minerals in it and uh, sent it on to Spain. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to find out more about that. The Tambanga. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun word. I never thought I would say be saying words like that in all my life, but I guess I am, guys. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I guess we'll go over some screenshots and then get into our uh, roundtable discussion. Okay, sounds good. Because we're right off the um, Alrighty, let me find where I'm at. I got so many pictures here. Daniel said they also found fool's gold in that sample. Yeah, pirate. Yes. All right, these are probably a little bit out of order because my brain is really out of order. Rose gold. Yep. This was the path they're looking for when Judy said that uh, Steve was asked by Rick to. Uh, Draw that line outward and see where it hit. Remember that, Judy? Yes, yeah. So it hit C1, the northern end, and those little drill holes are where they're attempting to zone in on that. But for sure, they're going to put a 10-foot canister in that cluster. That's a for sure, Judy. That's a for sure. Uh, It is, and I can't wait. And there they are on the southeast corner, which is now off limits for a little bit. We'll talk about that after these screenshots, guys. So just hold on. 
Jap Linda, fools gold. And there's the other road going tangent off to the side, going towards and up the uplands towards the money pit. So far, you know, with Steve's the surveyor, he puts the GPS uh, wand on there. He can project where it goes, not unless it makes a right turn 90 degrees or left turn 90 degrees, Judy. Okay. Well, he sure was very sure of it yep. last night. Yep. And then maybe we'll do some on this. I don't know if the Oak Island team is maybe taking four weeks off and showing us beyond Oak Island to, for a filler. You know what I mean? I don't know if they had enough episodes for this year, Judy. Honestly, don't know. I know they say this starts in January beyond Oak Island. but So we'll probably dip a little bit into that. You know what I mean? Follow Rick and Marty around. Right. Yeah, you know those guys, they go home for the winter. No, they don't. They're going to the islands and looking for treasure there yep, where it's warm. This is the first time they've done this in the middle of a season. You know, like in the middle of right. season nine, they're sticking this in. I'm only saying, well, they didn't have enough material to pull as many episodes out of what they had. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that's coming through my mind, guys. Right. Right. I agree. Hi, John. How are you? And there's that piece of wood they said it was on the bottom of a shaft at 90 feet or 89 feet. Another piece, they say it's the floor of the shaft. And I guess they want to follow the shaft, but we all know they, they put in four 10-foot caissons, Judy. So we know almost the end plan that whatever kind of limitations they had, they did sink four 10-foot caissons. Right. And it sure looks like to me like they've found something worthwhile. All right. But these red circles where they cannot do anything, and the red, between the red and the green, they're the money pit. The questions I got, what the heck did they find around the money pit to be off limits? I haven't seen anything. The bottom circle. Yeah, I, I thought, John, the money pit area inside the green is where they could work. Yes. From the green to the red, they can't work. Oh, okay. All right. He gotcha. So I don't understand all that area because we're not told what they found there. I understand that bottom southeast corner where they found the Micmac stuff, that bottom circle. Right. That's around, yes. the, that's around the road. In that upper circle going towards the eye of the swamp, well, I don't know. It's like in the middle of the cross. There's the cross. You see the cross, Nolan's cross, right? Right, yes. We haven't heard anything of why that circle around Nolan's cross near the headstone, and it goes uh, around the swamp, that we haven't been told what, found, what was found in that area at all, just the southeast bottom corner. Of the Micmac. So I don't know why these other areas are turned off. I guess maybe we'll just know in future episodes. Let's hope we do. That circle at the cross, isn't that where the mercy point is? To the left, somewhere to the left of the circle in the okay. swamp. Okay. 
But I'm just saying they haven't showed us yet, but Johnny's mind says, well, why? Okay, I understand the circle down below near the road, the Micmac thing. But the rest of the red, I have no idea what they found. So I guess those will be coming up on uh, coming episodes, right? Yes. And Linda, the plug, yeah, the plug. <laughs> Daniel, too, the plug. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, Judy? Yes, I I do. And I think we're just going to have to patiently wait it out. So we'll go to the next picture here. There it is, a better picture. See it now, Judy? Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Like, take you a look that even Smith's Cove is off the limits. Let me pop out and I'll pop back in. Look at the red below the money pit. All right. Hang yeah. on, guys. I'm going to pop out so you can see this whole map of red that's off limits. The green is okay. That's the money pit they can drill all day long and dig there. Hold on. So you see that, guys? Yes. I'm wondering with Smith's Cove, could it be because of the structures that they found there? Yep, items being found, and now they're concerned. Like Daniel says, there's so much more they can investigate, especially the other side of the island um, at the hatch, for instance. Yep, Maureen. Yep. Well, like I said, they haven't showed us this, but, you know, I got to ask the question that's on my mind, and I just ask it. Well, it's not shown yet. Are things they found added up to something, especially around Nolan's Cross where that edge hits the headstone and goes to the swamp? So... Just keep your eyes out and your ears open to see what they say about that stuff, you know? Right. And they will. Uh, Bill says, I see on Google Earth the other side of the island was cleared out near the hatch. Well... Very good. Who knows? Are you up, Cindy? There's part of the new roadway going towards the uh, money pit. And that was towards the end. That everything they're finding now is really being sought after of its origin which they did, and bag and tag everything they did. So if they ever need anything, they can always go back and get that, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. Yeah, Cindy reminds us that 
right now it's it, the show is just beginning. So they've got a lot of show left to do. So I'm sure that at some point um, the restrictions are lifted to some point anyway. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that after I get all these screenshots done. Yep. I mean, how they edit, you know, something in the end of the show might be shown now on the third season. I mean, the third uh, episode, you know what I mean? It's all over the place. Right. And here's the lines uh, Steve drew from the small stone path. How we got the lines that were shown. It was headed towards the money pit. And how the lines were hitting north of C1. So obviously they're going to put a can there, but we're going to have to wait till uh, May to find out. Oh, my lordy 40. <laughs> I can't wait till he makes that um, 3D map of the island. I can't wait. That's going to be great. It is. And there's the line going from the little path up towards the money pit. And he can find these points by GPS and go right back to them. Even if there's a thousand uh, feet of dirt on these lines and points. With the GPS, okay, here it is, right there. Go down 10 feet, right there, and you'll find the same thing. That's what I like about it. Yeah, really. And there's the top two lines of where it's going, and it hits the top. That's the, the C1 cluster that he has his finger on. You guys see it? Right, yes. Yep, Bill says, exciting as it would be to find a treasure, I would love to know how the thing was built from an engineering standpoint and who did it. Yeah, Bill, even me in civil engineering, how the heck did they do this 180 feet below? I have no right. idea. Me too. That's one of the things I want to know. You know, and if the Spaniards did it or the Templars did it, like somebody mentioned, they had to use the Micmacs for uh, laborers because who the heck else was around there? You know what I mean? Right. For sure. And you had a short season. The weather's not the greatest up there, so I don't know. It just got me crazy. Yeah, Carly, we're going to be talking about all that once we're done with the screenshots, because that's a that's a big topic. And there's Rick looking at something there. I had to get a picture of Billy. I haven't had Billy in there, so I had to give him some FaceTime, Billy. Please do. There he is. <laughs> I had to give Billy some FaceTime. I know he's like me, like a contractor. Well, I can go past the island and dig holes all day long. But, but, <laughs> but Billy, are those holes you're digging a historical landmark? No. Oak Island is an historical landmark. So when he said that statement at the end, I was sort of saying, I understand his frustration. Sure, you can dig holes all day long. Maybe you need a permit to look for a water line or a gas line so you don't go through. But you're on an island that's deemed historical. That's the difference. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Exactly, John. And I know it's harder to take and to understand when Marty and Rick own the island and can't do what they want with it. But that's the way it is. 
You're just the road that's going through to see one. Here's the grid map that they have. There's a head and shaft in the white where C1 is. Look how far up they're going. Right. Wow. And when head and shaft thought that's where the original money pit was, now they think it's way up to the left-hand side. Could the whole treasure be in that solution channel that went that far up in the solution channel? I don't think so. I think each one of those squares, now I'm not sure on this scale, Judy, but the last scale Steve showed me, you know, with all the squiggly lines on it. Right. Those squares were 10 foot each. So 100 square foot was each square, 10. by 10. I don't know the scale of these squares, so maybe it's the same, 100 feet squares, but I'm pretty sure he said there were 10 foot squares. They chopped it up in 10 foot squares. Okay. It's not going to be 100 foot. That's going to be 10 foot each square. So going. I think I do remember that. So going across, it said 16, so that would be 160 feet. See what I'm saying? It's got one through 16 on the top. Yes. Each square is 10 foot. And they're going up where it says uh, four and five. That's where B4 is and everything. So they're even going almost off the off the, the, the grid. And they know where uh, Dunfield excavated. So they know exactly where the line is where he started his big hole. So they know if there would be in a uh, virgin spot or not. You know what I mean? Right, okay. Maureen, how far D2 to B4 was? Yeah, they said it. I can't remember. Ten feet? Um, Twelve feet? Fourteen feet, I think. I think it was fourteen yeah, feet. Yeah, that's it. Fourteen feet, uh, Maureen. Yep, Daniel, Udisco will come in and designate the area protected cultural zone at any time, depending on what they find. Yeah. Yep. So there you can see a little bit better where they're hitting now on B4. You see that, guys? I'll let it, because there's always a delay. Oh, right. Yep, there it is. So that's where they are now, almost off the chart. You know what I mean? Jeez, not something. So from head and shaft, if you count the squares from B4, one, two, three, four to the corner, that's almost 40 feet away from the head and shaft where he thought the original money pit is. How far off is that? 40 feet's a long wow. distance. It is. So you see what I'm saying, guys? Each square is 10 foot. That's 40 feet away. Oh, my lordy 40. <laughs> lordy 40, all right, Johnny. Lordy 40 on 40. But just to give you an idea, if it's 10 foot squares like before, I want you guys to realize when you see a map that that's how you determine where a thing is. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotcha. But, Thank you. But the sea head and shaft way down here. And... C1 and B4 way up there, 
I sort of scratched my head a little bit, but what do I know? And so that's why they're going to put a big can in the C1 cluster. So if Maybe they'll end up putting them all there. So if one square is 10 foot, they say, okay, Steve will put the X in the middle of a 10-foot square and do that square, and then 10 foot in another square. So every square is 10 foot, and the caissons are 10 foot. You think that's on uh, on purpose? I think so. Right. Yes, I agree. I hadn't thought about it, but I agree. B2 to B4. Does it show B2 on B4 is 10 feet away from C1. B4 is 20 feet away from C1, Maureen. I don't see D2. Oh, I see D2. D2 from D4. Well, when you say 20 feet, it could be, you know, 15 to 20 feet, but D2 down here. D2, you can see the side, you got D, you go across, you look up for two, and there it is right on the cross. You see it, Judy? It says D2. Yes, I do, John. Yep. And yep. from C1, it's 10, 20 feet from C1, even closer, half of that. Because C1, the circle's halfway through that 10-foot square, so that's five feet. So D2 to C1 is 15 feet. From B4 to C1, the 10-foot mark hits the top of the C1 caisson. You see that, that red B4? Yes. You go down yeah. You go down one square, and they named it C1 right there. And there's your answer. D2 to B4 is 20 feet. You know, if the squares are are uh, 10 foot, they got to go by 10 foot. They're not going to be 5 feet. I'll have to try to find out on that. Well, you're the man to do it, John. You're the surveyor. You know, because C1 is showing in scale. I think that was uh, 6 foot around. So that's just about right that circle in C1. So this says D2 to B4, there's two squares, 20 feet. 10 foot cans, Carly, 10 foot, 10 foot around. And they're going all the way down the bedrock, I guess. So you guys uh, uh, follow me on that? Yes. And how to follow, how to follow the map is you got the numbers on top. You go down, go all the numbers on top. You see four, you go down to four. Then you go across to the letter is B. So you do it with your two fingers. B is going across, down with four, and there's B4. Then B, B5, BC5. So they know where all these spots are. You got it, guys? Yes. Bill, do you see one can's uh, four foot around, 48 inches? You're right. But I mean, you get thrown off the scale because it's blown up on the scale on this on the TV screen here. 
So C1's almost halfway through 10 here. So that's almost five foot. I'll have to look that up. But just to give you an idea how to read these things, even if the squares are 25 feet each, well, then if it's D2 to B4, be 25 and 25 will be 50. So you guys know how to read it, okay? Right, got it. Yeah, Marina, I don't know. Yes, Michelle, they did four 10-foot cans for sure. Done. Done and over. Here they are. And I was wondering, I was looking for the old coffer dam that they brought for the swamp. And Judy, you can see them lined up and stacked up to the left where the cars are parked. Right, I remember that, yes. Yep, Linda. You never know what's going to crush down. But if they're in an area that they haven't dug around, it's not going to be like H8. The thing tilts because you're digging a foot away and two feet away. These cans up on the C1 cluster, only C1's way up there. I just showed you how far it off, how far it is off the grid. So it should be pretty good digging there. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Yeah. It looks like it is. I mean, there probably are shafts there or whatever, but as far as all these bee holes that they've been doing, it's nowhere near the main area of concern. That's my own personal opinion. Yep, Daniel. And here's where I'm talking about the squiggly lines. And I know those squares are 10 foot each. And that's the drill sort of traveling when it gets down that low. It's not a perfect um, straight line down. And they got that big half circle over Dunfield. So they're, a, they're out of range of Dunfield's dig. So that's what I like, Judy. Yeah, me too. And that means that it'd be more solid too, right? Right, and not disturbed as much. I mean, the whole place is dug up no matter where you go, but not as much as the big hole he did. Where he's got his finger there, I think that's where he was pointing B for. Way up there. Okay. That's what they're uh, doing B for. And there's the guys going to see if they got some gold, finally. And they did. They found some regular, regular gold. So that was good. They did. It was. What it's from, I have no idea. And there's part of a structure they found because of the rocks um, being stacked. I mean, now they've, they're professional road observers because they're used to seeing them now. You know what I mean, Judy? 
Right, exactly. Well, how did these stack on top of each other and layered and everything else? It's just not coincidence. It's something that they did. For sure, John. Somebody built this. Now we just have to find out when and who. Yeah. This is another line going from the wetlands up to the money pit from Steve's map. They show them so fast it's hard to get a clear um, snapshot. They know I'm looking, you know what I mean? Right, yes. And this is where they're discussing what type of gold, rose gold, that they told them at the university. And discussing when they said before in a promo, Spanish gold. Now, until we find out, until we know for sure, we just got to go by that. You know what I mean, guys? Right. And at least they've got the Spanish cross that they can maybe use to compare them. And boom. There it is. Compare the Spanish cross with the Spanish gold. But sometimes I wish some things like that were with the lead, how they found out that the cross was at a location. They can't find out where gold is because it's uh, not traceable, you know what I mean? Who melts it into what melt and all the rest of it? I'm not sure how they trace the gold that has all the different minerals in it. You know, you just can go by how people made their gold. Did they put so much right. iron in it? Did they put so much lead in it? Did they put so much uh, different materials in it? So if you have this one country that made their gold, like the Incas, they had a formula, so much lead, so much silver, so much gold, so much blah, 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 and that lines up to the consistency of the rest of the gold, and then you got something. But they can't really say, well, this gold came from France, and this gold came from Spain. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like they could with the iron of the Templar cross. Right, the lead. Right. Or lead, I'm sorry. But, uh, well, the more things we get... I'm still getting more questions than answers, though, Judy. Yep, we are that. <laughs> Peter says, it looks like an Indian head looking left and a face on the upper right of the, of the metal piece. It's just a metal piece. And then, Linda, with the ship in the swamp, I still say when they had the drilling rig floating on that swamp and they did all kinds of drilling deep, because they said the anomaly was only 50 feet deep, that I'm pretty sure they would have picked up either charcoal, wood parts, some kind of minerals or something that was decayed. And we have heard nothing about the drill program on the swamp. We did hear about the seismic testing that showed the anomaly, but a drill rig was floated on the swamp. I have heard right. nothing. So if you know your ship is there, you drill holes right there. Oh, I'm coming up with wood. Nope, I'm just coming up with muck or nothing. But I haven't heard a word on that. No, and you wonder why, don't you? Are they saving that for later? I have no idea. It drives me crazy. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. This is Laird digging out this. Micmac pottery. 
and there he is putting it on tinfoil to make sure it don't all fall apart. I mean, he sees things that I don't see on this thing. It looks like hunks of mud to me, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. He knows his stuff. He sure does. All righty. Well, now, guys, um, i got a couple of things I want to read you. Well, from members. I'm not going to mention their name, just their first name. About uh, finding this Micmac um, item. And also, my own personal opinion is that things do have to stop if you find significant um, evidence. Lord Niven is a friend of mine. Um, he does a great job, and he's following the rules that have been given to him. So there should be no negativity, especially me, that I'm positive no matter what the heck happens to me. I want no negativity against Laird, not unless you have concrete proof of an understanding of what you found, of something you can stay that's true. As far as I know, I like Laird. He tells it how it is. He does a great job since he's been there. So if I see any right. bad comments about Laird in my group without proof of it, you're gone. That's how much I like them. All right, this one guy. Yep, this one guy, David, wrote me this. I didn't post it because I told him I was going to say it out live. These people are from Nova Scotia. Yep, Tammy. Okay, David says, and I thank you, David. First, this is not the U.S. and the government is not directly involved in this. It is a government department that gets reports and acts on them according to the law. As fines happen, they are reported, and since they are now finding things that may prove to be important to the history of the area and the continent and possibly change some of our understanding of it there, there's no way any responsible person would allow it to be rushed ahead. I agree with them 100%, Judy. Yeah, so do I. The very fact that they have a full season in the can should tell you that this was resolved in a way that was acceptable to the Laginas. Second, the local indigenous peoples are still present in the area, and they do have oral histories, which the Laginas are very likely aware of. Like I'm saying, Judy, this goes on for a while because I'm going to read the rest of it. They have to know, before you get your feet wet on this island, they have to know if something like this started happening, you know, do we get the treasure? Do we get the artifact? Are the Indians involved? Are the pirates involved? What happens if we find it? And now it's getting that close that these questions are coming up. You know what I mean, Drew? Right, for sure. John, we, we must be getting close to the end at some time, of course. And um, we're going to see things happen. Yep. And further to them, unlike most of the U.S., the Native people are not a conquered people. They have rights and they have claims that are protected by a treaty, which is also true. Even though in the past much of the land they claimed was taken over and used by settlers, 
times have changed. In today's world, the government has to be very careful about any fines that may indicate an indigenous presence. I have seen people posting on how there was no game, so no native peoples, and that is just not true. Game animals like deer and caribou would definitely be on the island since animals can be driven into the water and killed easily there. That'd be a perfect hunting spot because they would row over on their canoe, force the animals, the Micmac, force the animals in the water, and uh, have a feast, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. They would know how to take care of themselves there. Right, because they were the first people there anyways. So David right. says, in short, a lot of people are making a lot of remarks that we in Nova Scotia find somewhat offensive and really wish that you would take a little time to maybe post a question if something seems off or maybe you find it makes perfect sense when explained. I am no fan of our present government, but they are not interfering in the search in any way. The department is in charge is simply following the directives laid out in the act and there is a crossover this in between with the Treasure Act and things to do with historical places. I love that statement, Judy. I, you guys, this guy, David, I just love that statement. I had to read it out loud. He gave me permission. Good. Thank you, David, because you got her all there. You know, and don't forget, guys, you got to think of a lot of people. Well, I want treasure. I want treasure. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Then other people want the history, find out what's going on. But you guys got to remember, it's only the third episode. And I'm going to say this one time. On the TV side, drama equals money. Drama equals more viewers. That's my own personal opinion out there. What do you think of that? I think it's exactly right. And I think we've learned that the way that the show was put together, that they do a lot of that to draw us in. Right. Like they said, oh, they're on strike. Well, they're on strike for one day or, or five days or something. So they drilled somewhere. And it was the big thing. Whoa. Um, nobody can run the excavators or anything because uh, rock or whatever the, the uh, machine operators were on strike. They want to make things look dangerous. They want to have that drama because it drives people to watch more. I can see that, but a lot of new people not invested like we are, Judy, that they're, 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 right. go, they're going crazy. Hey, the, the government's no good. Why are they stopped? Blah, 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 blah. We already know they dropped four 10-foot cans in the caissons. When they get permission through Laird's expertise, they just move on. It's just going to be a little slower process. So then why did they buy more lots on Oak Island to finish up? Why did they buy another island if it's so complicated, guys? Answer me that. Right, John. Hey, I, we know Marty and Rick aren't going to do something if they don't have a good reason to do it. All right. This is uh, from a good friend of mine. She's been with me for years. This is from Shannon. Are you ready, guys? Yup, Daniel. We're ready. I'm a Nova Scotian. This is my thought. This is Shannon's thought. The history and the preservation 
of the Mi'kmaq culture is extremely important and precious to Nova Scotia. That is why it's necessary for the CCH to be involved with the exploration. I highly doubt that they'll cease all activities in the specific areas as CCH will want to learn more about the history and preserve any Mi'kmaq artifacts that are found. I agree with you a thousand percent. CCH are like doing this for historical reasons only. Not so they would get their share of the treasure, as some have argued over the post. Please be patient. I'm sure there will be positive outcome of all this. It's going to be a wonderful opportunity for us to learn about our Mi'kmaq ancestors also, along with any other history they uncovered. Sharon, I agree with you uh, 50,000%. But some people just like to jump on things. Uh, and um, and if the posts start getting a little bit crazy, you know, I'll just turn off comments on it. But it's not my fault. The show brought this government thing up, and they want to make this drama for more views, for more. They got to tell it how it is. But I think they could approach it a little bit more that, you know, Marty's being mad. So don't they realize there's 4 million people that watch the show? If Marty's mad, there's maybe a half a million people say, yeah, if Marty's mad, I'm mad. They stopped it. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. And you notice that he did give, he let Rick make the decision. Because Rick's the one that doesn't get all excited like that. And he made the right decision. Well, Marty's with all the one with all the money. So, uh, and you got to remember, guys, like I said, they're buying whatever lots they don't own. I don't know if it's Tom Nolan's lots or Lot 5. And they've been in the process of buying another island close by. They wouldn't be doing this if there would be all kinds of red tape and all kinds of baloney going on. So just keep that in the back of your mind. And David, the one thing they're finding in the history of the area, they, yeah, way back. They keep on going way back. Laird said this stuff could be either 500 or 2,500 years old on this Micmac pottery. Well, yes. And the only thing I'm worried about is what about if they have a Micmac burial on the island? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, then they'll really, I don't, I don't know what will happen there. I think if they find one, I don't think they'd be able to dig. No. That, Anybody know? That would be a historical site like um, Sam Ball's property and McGinnis' property. You know, it all depends what the elder chiefs and Micmac want to do with that area. You know what I mean? Maybe it's the, they'll just square off a 100-foot area and you just don't go near it. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. But you don't know until you research, and you don't know until you put the shovel in the ground. You know what I mean, guys? Right. You don't exactly. find you don't find any of this without Billy digging and Miriam and Laird. That's the whole point. Nobody finds anything if nobody's doing nothing. I understand their frustrations as much as our members and everything else, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Okay, we got one more that I want to read. This is from Jay, and I thank him so much for posting on the Oak Island Facebook page, well, the Quest of Oak Island. Jay, as a museum historian, I recommend trying to accommodate everything the tribe wants. 
even put a little inspection cabin on site and have a tribal historian there to inspect every artifact. They just want what is theirs and shouldn't want to stand in the way of revealing history of the island and all its inhabitants and their potential interactions. The key is finding what they want and making sure it's accommodated to the search for the history and its artifacts can go on. As long as the archaeology experts are on site and observing the methods of extraction, there should be no reason the search can't proceed, if maybe a little more thoroughly with more documentation of finds. This is from Jay. He's a museum historian. And again, now I agree with this guy, another 50%, on 50%, 50,000 time percent. What do you think of that? Yes, I, good one, John, good one. Hello, Lane. But it's just unbelievable. And uh, when people jump the boat, but I, I don't bring up politics. I don't bring up government stuff. I don't bring up any of that. But now we have to talk about it because it's, it's part of the show for their drama factor. But I see past that, and I hope a lot of people do. I think, too, we remember the importance of the history. For those of us that enjoy history, it is important. Then this kind of thing doesn't bother us as much because we know the history will be found. Yep. And each, not civilization, but people that have been there, especially the Micmacs, they just want to know what's there, what happened, what's going on. And then just go from there. It's part of their history, you know. What I mean, I don't know if they got a museum and stuff, but um, it's part of their history that they want to know. They're very family orientated, and their tribes and whatever want to know. Hey, sure, we know our ancestors went to Oak Island, and even I'm going to discuss this on another show. That then uh, Joan McGinnis, they did two books, the McGinnis sisters. I forgot what the name of it was. When the boys were in the pit and they looked up and there was an Indian chief. Uh, we don't want you to dig here anymore. What's here should not be revealed. And then the Indian chief went away. Another time an Indian chief came to their cabin. Again, warning them. And they think the curse was on the guys digging and actually found the pit. So I'm going to get into their books. I can't find them since I got flooded out from the flood tunnels. But it's a Joe McGinnis book. There's two of them about the McGinnis family, um, what they heard and what they have related to this writer and what their grandfather told them and the grandfather's father told him to pass it down. So the Micmacs were there the chief or whatever, warning them not to dig there. Wow. Michelle says, John, did you see how upset that Laird was with his body language? And yes, Michelle, I sure did. You know the man was hurting. Well, he's just doing his job. Exactly. And uh, hello, Grant. 
But, you know, sometimes people just don't see that, you know, and I just, we don't understand that Julia's like, um, because people just come to the show now. They only watched the show last year. And right. they have no background the way we have. Well, what happened in season two? These people are just coming in now and just don't understand it. You know what I mean? Some people just want it for the entertainment, which I do. But you got to separate the entertainment part from the research. The TV part with the commercials and all the glitter and gold with the research and what they find. There's two different borders there. Exactly. I agree. I mean, none of these people would come on because they got to wait till the shows come on. They even ask them themselves because they can't say nothing. You know what I mean? So what's the sense of getting on the show? Well, Larry, well, we can't say nothing yet. We, you know what I mean? So we have to wait probably a couple of months. Maybe they don't want to come on. I don't know. But um, what's the sense of trying to get them on now because they can't say anything until the show airs, you know? Right. Exactly. Yep. And I think, too, those of us that have been with the show from the beginning have gotten to know the fellowship. Yep. And because we do, we trust them in a different way. Yep. Here's those pieces laid out, which I can't make pottery out of it. I don't know what the heck he sees, but he's the archaeologist, not me. And so there's some lines in there. Yep, Daniel Laird will catch all the heck because he's the go-between. Well, that's what he's right. there. Well, that's what he's there for, though. You know what I mean? That's right. a, that's part of his agreement. You know what I mean? Don't you think Laird too, when he's touching that stuff, that helps him to know what it is because he knows the feel of it. Maybe, but I was always thinking, archaeologist, if you find something like that and you see the top and you think it's old. How come you don't put like those uh, rubber gloves on and handle it? Why do you pick it up with your hands? You know what I mean? Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe once it's cleaned, then they do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. And there's the spot he found it. And this is the road uh, going up towards the money pit, which is off limits. Yep, Elaine. Uh, I agree. I agree. I'm pretty satisfied with the first three episodes, to tell you the truth. I mean, they showed us a lot of stuff in three episodes. They sure have. Try taking notes, guys. You don't know how much. You know, and it's like unbelievable. Usually they got, what, 23 to 25 episodes, but now we see they're sticking in that Beyond Oak Island in January. I'm only guessing that they're taking a break maybe for, for a month and then coming back in February, you know what I mean? Right, and, they, and there's always that chance that they'll show them both at the same time. Do they? I don't know what time. I thought they always showed them at 9 o'clock. Um, I know that... Um... Oak Island here is on at 10 o'clock on Sunday nights. So they have a lot of time there that they could show it. But What do I got here now? 
Now, if that looks like a piece of pottery, I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure out, Judy. Look at that thing. Does that look like a, what the heck does that look like? What the heck do I know? Yep. But it's crusted probably with with something. So I don't know, John. You know? Obviously, Laird knows. Thank goodness. Did, um, did he say, it was, I know he said it was pottery, right? He didn't say it was like, uh, not dishware. What am I trying to say? He said pottery, right? Uh, Yes, definitely pottery. Yeah. And then they found the black glass as well. Right. But I would never guess that, but that's what Laird does. He's the professional. Right. Yep, yep, Linda. Laird said that's either 500 or 2,500 years old. Now, Eddie says he heard that there is not going to be a season uh, next year, but we don't know that, Eddie. Why are you saying that? Um, yeah, I, I have no idea where Eddie got that, but we do know that each year we wait till the end of the year and then we find out about next year. Right. We don't want to, I mean, on episode three, we don't even want to discuss that, uh, Judy. Right. We might go to. Uh, 20 seasons if they're slowed down. That's what I like. Yeah, right. I agree. Take your time, boy. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> There's just more of the map. Well, poor Daniel lost us for a while, but he's back now. Yeah, I don't know if there's storms coming on. We had some kind of snow yesterday, but um, that was unbelievable. Hello, Jazz Dia. What does she have to say here? Because I got to post it up. She lives in New Mexico. There are strict rules about any indigenous artifacts found, even on your own property. Okay. Small pieces of property, arrowheads, etc. You have to leave it alone. Yeah. And it's the same here, yes. Yep, obviously Laird has seen this pottery before up there. I mean, he's from up there. Going to have to reboot. I'm okay on this end, though, Barbara. I hear Judy, and she can hear me, so who knows what's going down. Right. Well, I'm going to put our phone number up. If you want to call in, let us know in chat. That was my personal opinion on this government involvement. I think they're doing a great job. It's not going to halt anything. It may delay it for a little while till they get whatever information they want, and then we just move forward. How many times I tell you at the end of the thing? Just move forward. Right. Enjoy the show. Relax. Yep. <laughs> yep, Brenda, they, they still can do the caissons. That's an open area. Well, Nancy wants to know what other show. They had the show uh, Beyond Oak Island, Nancy, that they had on what, a year ago, John? Yeah. And 
they're going to put it on again in January, and it's about uh, treasures in other countries. Right, and also, uh, like I said, they bought more islands than they never searched on before, and more lots that they didn't own. So you wouldn't be doing this, not unless you found something to keep you going. You know what I mean, Judy? It just don't make any sense. Right, exactly. And Rick will never give up until, like, Oak Island sinks from uh, the icebergs uh, melting, and then then he'll stop. And maybe yet then he'll be scuba diving, looking for things on top of the island. I agree. <laughs> you know, guys, they'll never give up. I even think, even if they don't get contracts and they just get sick of TV, because everybody gets sick of TV, They'll just do it privately. You know, they don't need all this. Uh, no, they sure don't. They were good guys to to go ahead and go on TV and give us the opportunity to be part of this journey. Yeah. And now look what they're going through. Yep. And we still got to get some information from that uh, underwater sonar machine. We saw the remote um, underwater machine judy right yes and um we got to get that information and also they're going to be looking towards the hatch which i hope michael and oliver they use their information and give them credit just not saying like i told you before if it's known i have no idea but those are other areas that they definitely told them where how how it was involved if you believe Zena's map if you don't believe Zena's map at least it's an interpretation of their theory the vault theory give them a shot go look for that and we did have a promo that they were looking on that end do you remember judy right exactly so uh there's still lots more that we're going to see for sure oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you won't believe Linda thinks Rick's going to build a house on the island. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Dog with red eyes and all. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to take the number off, like usual. The only one I get on the phone is my Judy Judy. Daniel says he has reason to believe that Zena's map is legit. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. I I just want to tell you, uh, I won't have a show next Wednesday. That's the uh, Thanksgiving Eve. I'll be done with my parents helping them cook and everything for Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I'll see you next Tuesday, pre-show, between 7 and 7.30, next Tuesday, pre-show. No show Wednesday. I don't know if I'm going to come back Friday. And maybe we'll do a show that Saturday, Judy. I'll let you know. Okay. Sounds good. You know, anything like Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or Thanksgiving Eve, if it falls on a Wednesday, nah. Uh, And then we can do a show on Saturday, um, the following Saturday, as long as I'm home by Saturday. Right. Exactly. That's fine, John. That works great. This way, um, you'll have a lot of stories around the dinner table. 
but still COVID's getting a little more crazier here again. I know more people with COVID now than I did before, even with the masks and the shots. I got to get my booster shot and even people passing away with COVID. So I'm hearing more people now than last year. So that's weird for me, but a lot of people are telling me the same thing. So well, it's up here too. Um, not as much as where you're at, but it is up. Uh, fortunately, right here in my own little area, we have not uh, gotten many, but there's lots around us. So who knows what comes next? Yep. So you guys be safe out there. And I'm going to tell Judy to say her goodbyes. And I'll have her on Tuesday pre-show for a little special. So next okay. week, Tuesday, you, 7 to 7.30. Of course, if anything comes up in between that we got to pop on on a Saturday, just watch the uh, the groups and the YouTube and in the community channel uh, on YouTube and our Discord. Now, the paid members, you got free links to Discord channel. Let me know. I post all over the place: Twitter, Discord, Facebook, and YouTube. But on YouTube, you go to the community tab. You can see everything that I'm posting there. Please, if you want to join and join the paid channel. It starts at $2.99 a month. I can really appreciate you doing that for me. Uh, I got the mugs for sale, uh, $30. I only got about 20 left. Um, if you're a paid member, I got the deal still going for $21. USA postage paid, first class mail, and a styrofoam box, international. We're going to have to help out on the postage. So that's still out there for your paid members, and there's more perks on there. So the higher the level, the more perks. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. If you got a Google account, just hit that subscribe button. You would subscribe. It's free. And hit the notification bell because every time I post any little thing or these long podcasts, you will get a no notification that I came on. So that's a great thing to do also. So, Judy, if you want to sum it up, and then I'll get out of here myself. Thank you. Okay. I do want to say that Barbara uh, Specker just said that um, she's going to Germany to be with her kids for Christmas, and she'll see us when she gets back. So safe trip there and back, Barb, please. And everybody, have a good week. See you on Tuesday. And uh, in the meantime, you know, stay safe, please. You too, John, and get some rest tonight, please. Yep. Thank you so much. Your synopsis will be up on the chat board uh, shortly. Okay. Okay. Thank Alrighty. you. Alrighty. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. All right, guys. Um. Oh, my back. Ugh. Remember, members. Always go forward. You may get a setback, but always believe in yourself to reach your goals. But never give up. You be kind. You keep smiling. You believe in your dreams, no matter how old you are, guys. Come on. You stay strong. You stay safe. You stay positive. You stay positive like me. No matter what the heck happens, Go to the next step. Never backwards. Always forward. I want to thank you for joining me tonight. We'll see you 
Tuesday pre-show between 7 and 7.30. And then we're off for Thanksgiving. Possibly a show that coming Saturday night, I'll let you know. I thank you so much. Take care. Uh, Bye-bye.